This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. Season 9, Golf Talk Canada Radio. We're back. And I'm glad to be back. I have uh, just been talking Mrs. Golf Talk Canada's ear off with every opinion that I've had over the entire winter. And no one's actually listening at all, Bob. So I'm glad I'm here to uh, hurt the hearing in your right ear again for another another 12-month run. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are. And you know it's a good... We're a little rusty. My headphones aren't plugged I in. Noticed I noticed you were fighting with your headphone, a good, headphones a good there. A co-host would have that all figured out, right. but I haven't got that. So... Uh, <laughs> Welcome back, though. Great to be back. How actually. was winter? Now, I haven't, I've talked to you. I've talked to Adam. We haven't seen each other much since end of November. Well, we saw each other for Festivus in December. Yes. And then we went to California together at the end of November. Yes. To see the... Just sneak a little vacation beat, with little, the boys. Yeah, a little vacation. No, we went in, uh, down to the kingdom and, and hung out with our friends at TaylorMade and saw the new M5 and the new M6 and all the great product that was coming out for 2019 and whatnot. But I kind of lost track of you guys in January because... I hit the road for PGA Tour Radio. Yes. You went to the uh, Orlando PGA Merchandise Show. Yes. So, how overall, how was it? Was uh, you have a good time a, in Orlando? It's been good. Yeah, Orlando was great. Um, it's lots of new gear out there. Like, nobody makes bad gear. There's lots of cool new stuff out yeah. there. And we saw some, some funky little things that we're going to uh, talk to some people. We talked to Dave Peltz. We're going to run that interview in a couple of weeks about PNA Flag in, flag out, which I can't right get now. used to. It's weird, way. isn't it? Well, I've seen some of it on TV, and then I started work last week in San Diego for PGA Tour Radio. Yes, and I, I heard you, actually. Thank you. Well, did, were you listening, or did you I just was. have the window down? No, no. Or just have the window <laughs> yeah, down? Right. You know, if you, if you listen closely, you can usually pick me up. But uh, I, I, I cannot, and I'm actually, not only can I get used to it, I'm surprised with how many guys are putting with the flag stick in. I thought this was going to be a, like a DeChambeau thing, and now I'm seeing, every week I'm seeing it a little bit more and a little bit more. It's uh, it's hard to kind of get used to it, and um, I talked to a, a good friend of ours, Brenda Little, one of the caddies, and uh, no, I didn't talk to Brenda, I talked to uh, one of the other caddies, I can't even think who I'm talking about, who said even for them, getting used to it, taking right. the pin in and out, and when you don't, it's like a new adjustment period. So we've also seen, of course, and we'll get into that a little bit later about some of the rules. Well, I was going to say, we're, we're going to get into the uh, alignment rule for right. caddies. All these changes in rules are, are the, different. It's kind of new and it's The drop different. is bothering me too. Dro- drop Watching guys try to drop it. And the way, like, did you see Webb Simpson in the in the telecast <laughs> yeah. yesterday? What is that? And I had to call off Jason Day last week. Because he hit it. I was with John Rom for four days, and for the first two days, J Day and Rom played together at San Diego. So I had uh, Rom, Sneds, and J Day. And uh, on 10, 11, the par three uh, at Torrey South, Jason hit it into a grandstand, taking a drop. And he, when he went to take a drop, he had, of course, I went, Jay, over here. Knee, no. knee, no, down here. And that happened all day. Like, all day, caddies doing it, officials break a doing habit, it. Right? Yeah, you just don't you think about it. Dropping like but... that your entire life. So. Yeah. Well, I'm still dropping it over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, of course, we're going to have Scully time. Now, speaking of Scully time, before we get into today's show, we got to give a shout-out to Mama Scully. Oh, Heal up, the, Mama Scully. She's on the injury list. She's on the injury uh, list. Uh, flew back uh, from Florida. 
From the winter home. From the winter home in Florida and took a bit of a spill in the driveway, which can happen quite easily this time of year. Yeah. Which is why I'm a, a big supporter of saying staying drunk uh, for the entire winter because you'll just bounce up. See, if Mama Scully was pie-eyed, you kind of get that rubbery thing and you just bounce up off the concrete in the wobble, ice. Wobble, weeble, like a wobble. But because oh, she was 100% sober... In the morning, um, you know, this she got, you know, went to brace herself. And when you do that, that's how I things saw happen. a picture of her, uh, a little video of her a couple of days before where she was shotgunning a beer. Well, back in our high school days, we used to do maybe that. Maybe she should have been doing that first thing in the morning. She would have bounced right back up. But Mama Scully, you get better. Can't drink and, all day if you don't uh, start in the morning. Heal up because you've got a lot of good golf to play this year. So <laughs> you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. <laughs> so true. Next week, is the 29th annual Toronto Golf and Travel Show. That's amazing. Yeah, 29 years. Think about that. Yeah, it's been around, Millie. It's uh it's it's a fun fun time. You know, you go down there, there's deals and you can find some destinations. There's a lot of travel stuff which is if you're looking for somewhere to get away yeah. is good. And we're going to have some interviews next week. Okay. And we're going to give away some tickets in hour two today, actually, on really? Twitter. Yeah. And they're giving away over 5,000 rounds of free golf next week, too, at the Toronto Golf and Travel 5,000 rounds? Yes. Wow. Courtesy of the National Golf Course Owners Association. It's February 8th, 9th, and 10th. And that is... Was that, is that the... Uh, What's the name of that convention center? Mississauga. I should. We should no, have this right as our it's, notes. It's, it's, isn't uh, it, it's not the international. International. Center. Center. No, it's not no? the international center. It's the one. We we'll have to pull that up. We we'll we'll have to pull that, that up. We'll nothing like being prepared. Right, nothing well, I'm looking here at my notes and I'm going. <laughs> they didn't tell me where it is. I'm reading my notes. And I know the show. 200 exhibitors. Free parking. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Congress the, center. Isn't the that Congress it? center. Is that it? Maybe. We'll I'm pull not, that up. Okay, we'll have that now anyway, as well. Anyway, we will have that up. But <laughs> Neil Trotter, who is the sales and marketing manager from Nikon Sports, of course, one of the large range finder yeah. uh, yardage uh, makers in, in the world. He's going to be on and talk a little bit about some of the product they're launching. Those things just keep getting better all the time. Do you remember when they first came out? Yeah. It's like, I just don't, I'm not steady enough to use a range finder. It's, it's, uh, you're right. Now, they now, got, just, now they've got like elevation. Yeah, stuff the whole deal. So really we'll cool. talk about how the products change, as well as how the products have to change, has had to change with the rules and what now is happening. Because yes. now you're allowed to actually use them it's in competition. Some competitions, yeah, right? Yeah. You're right. So we'll get into that a bit. We'll have the International Center. International That's Center. That's right. Eight, nine, ten. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. I was wrong. You were right. We've got uh, leaderboard updates from all around the world of golf. We've got uh, web.com, European Tour, Waste Management, Phoenix Open going on. We've got winners, weird and what. We'll have Scully time, but let's start with some news and headlines. It's brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Okay, let's all start. All right, Robert. <laughs> let, let's start this thing again. <laughs> there okay. we go. All right. Um, so, this alignment penalty. Yeah. That's what I want to get into you off the top of News and Headlines because it happened on the European tour with uh, Hung Tung Lee a few weeks ago. Hung Tung Lee, yep. And I thought it was marginal, the penalty. I did too. And now it's happened again this week on the PGA Tour. And again, here we are with... Man, if they just had a written a more definitive, clear-cut rule, we probably wouldn't be in this mess. But already, there is a cry to have this rule updated, rewritten again, because there is a vagueness on when a player has started the basic address to have an intent to make a stroke. 
So yesterday, Danny McCarthy's playing in the waste management, and as opposed to Hao Tong Lee, which was on the putting green, uh, he was actually out and um, hitting a full shot. And the caddy was kind of behind him for a couple seconds, I guess, standing, and, and you can't do that while he was taking his practice swing. But he moved away. There's no intent. He's not saying, yes, you're lined up perfectly. Same thing with Hao Tong Lee. Right. And in both cases... Uh, they got charged. Actually, he was playing with Blair Hamilton, who was uh, Monday qualifier from Burlington, Ontario, right. down, this road, down the road here. Uh, but he got slapped with a two-shot penalty. So instead of saving a par on the hole, he got charged with a double bogey. So, um, you know, as he says, here's what he says. He said, not once in my life have I had a caddy line me up before a shot. I had no intent to cheat at all. It's something I guess we can learn from and move on. But, yeah, it's definitely disappointing because I feel like I was breaking a rule. I don't didn't feel like I was breaking a rule at all, which is true. Because he, he suggested he didn't even know his caddy was behind him. Right. He also suggested in his post-round interview. So so what needs to happen here? Well... Because in my mind, we need a more a definitive written rule that just says basically, uh, I would like them to just come out and say, uh, you cannot uh, acquire any assistance whatsoever in lining up any shot T through green. End right. of story. When you start making this gray area of when does the That's sta- the taking a stance start yes. and when doesn't it? That's, I think, where the issue is. Right. And I think if you look at the intent in both these situations, n- there was no intent by the caddies to help these person, as opposed to what happened on the LPGA Tour for so many oh. years. And that's essentially why this rule was written. I've right. talked to the guys yeah. who made these rules, and that's what they wanted to get rid of it, because it looks bad. And, it was and lining not, yourself up should be part of the swing. This was not part of the intent. No. So they're going to have to adjust this and, and, and take a closer look at this and get more definitive in their description. Number five at Augusta has been lengthened. Now, this one's a bizarre one to me, Bob. Already one of the hardest holes on the front nine. Following a 230-yard par three, the fourth at Augusta, they blasted out the trees on the back right corner of four took the tee back it's now 500 yards roughly Four, yeah 495, 495. 40 yards more now 40 Four, yards yeah. longer I love Eddie Pepperell on Twitter he is so good to follow on social media he says well that's too bad I already had this penciled in for a nice easy bogey <laughs> yeah. so now he's got it penciled <laughs> in for a double I guess I talked to Mike Weir briefly knows the course probably better than any Canadian so he said that the you know Basically, what's happened, there's two bunkers on the left-hand side. He said, right now, guys are hit, most of the longer hitters are hitting three-wood there. Yeah. And now it's going to put driver in their hands. So I can understand that's probably why they did it. But the other thing he pointed out is that the, the angle now, the line, because you're going back a little bit, he's, he thinks it's going to be a little bit different. He thinks it's going to be a lot tougher to try and hit the fairway there just because of where the tee is going to be to the fairway. That, that fairway already cambers hard right to left and anything that lands on the left side of the fairway usually kicks down to below the uh, below the fairway leaving you a blind shot into that yeah. green yeah. where you get those bunkers right or you get in those bunkers now you and I are talking about the the you know some of the longer hitters that lay up with three wood or long iron there the shorter hitters in the field hit driver to there so now the shorter hitters in the field that already hit driver. Now, I know there's not many of them left anymore, but now they're hitting driver what into this hole? They're hitting driver 5-iron, driver 4-iron into this hole. I think they're hitting hole. driver wedge, but they got a 5-iron in between that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this green was never intended Difficult. to receive 5-irons and 4 Difficult irons. green. So not running at 13 on the stint meter. No, so. exactly right. So the lengthening of Augusta continues. Um, Gary Player's son. <laughs> I didn't hear oh this goodness. story. You told me about this on the way, and I'm like, no, I missed that. This is good. So, so Gary Player's son got arrested and spent five days in jail uh, only because it was he got arrested or he got pulled off. Uh, he was actually, there was a warrant out for him. He didn't even know about the warrant. He was flying through Atlanta. I guess he went to check in. They said, there's a warrant. You're going to jail. It was a long weekend, so he spent five days in jail. And the whole story is that he uh, rented a house at Augusta, like many people do for the Masters, but for, didn't pay the guy. Uh, 
He did pay the guy, but his check bounced. So uh, the guy tried to get restitution. He wouldn't answer, and he finally uh, they finally put this warrant out for him. He got charged. He's made good on it, I guess, for $2,000 now. But the best part was that uh, there was some sort of a an argument with some other guy at this time, and he and and Wayne Player, that's his name, headbutted yeah. the guy. Oh, apparently, in, in you know, because uh, Wayne said to him, "Get on my bick. I <laughs> yeah, want to do exactly, push-ups exactly. and sit-ups." <laughs> so they, so the suit is ongoing anyway. He's uh, he's out of jail and uh, he's doing. You're he's fit, Jake. You're fit. He got he pled guilty to a simple battery, and the charge was reduced to disorderly conduct for the three hundred dollar uh, fine. And more local news. Uh, and it kind of blew up uh, Twitter for something that's local because the images of it—it's very local where we are. Yeah, and it's but but the images of it were like jaw dropping. Yeah, our local indoor dome facility here across the road from our studios in, in Toronto in the TSN buildings and studios here in Toronto, the Metro Golf Dome, the bubble collapsed. In Compl- the storm, in on the storm. yeah, and just the visuals of this the thing. It's. it's um, you know, I know the guys over there. They're great people. They run a great business. Hopefully, they'll be back up and going uh, shortly. You know, so oh, jeez, did you get? Did you hear that? Was that? Oh, you headphones. don't have headphones on. No, said, I just got lit up in my ear. Oh I don't well, know. it's good. a signal we're running late. Maybe or that's the guys no. from the dome. That's it. Could be. Anyway, hopefully they're up and going. We've got lots to get to. We're going to jump into the waste management Phoenix Open. We're going to hear from Ricky Fowler coming up next. Ricky Fowler, of course, uh, bridesmaid several times at the waste management Phoenix Open, but always horses for courses. Always plays TPC Scottsdale well. We'll also get you caught up. Just some things that happened while we were away, man. Bryson DeChambeau, hello. Seven-shot win last week over in the on the European Tour. Uh, starting to look more and more like the real deal. And Jordan Spieth last week. I want to talk to Bob a little bit about that. He showed some signs of life when I was in Torrey Pines. But couldn't keep it together for the weekend. And how much pressure on Jordan right now as to start this year to get a win early? If we're, you know, in the summer and he's still winless and we're on a two-year winless drought, does the monkey on the back get bigger? We'll get into it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to our Season 9 debut of GTC Radio. Everyone in the house for the openers. Aquino in studio with Weeks. Adam Scully for Scully Time in Hour 2. And let's take a look at this Waste Management Phoenix Open, Robert, because Ricky Fowler, who has been a bridesmaid uh, so often in the desert, 13 under par, one-shot lead over JT, Justin Thomas, who for some reason I think is just going to have a big year. In fact, it would not surprise me if Justin Thomas was number one in the world by the end of the year, even though Justin Rose looks like he doesn't want to give it up anytime soon with the win last week. Miscut this week, but that's hard jumping continents like that, like, like Rose tried to pull off. Brandon Grace, two off the pace. We've got some decent Canadian play in this one as well. David Hearn, a 700 par and a tie for 11th, which is important because Hearnsy playing well when he gets the starts, which is, is really important. 
And Adam Hadwin continuing his good play. Uh, T40 right now, three under. Had a few Canadians miss the cut, unfortunately. Nick Taylor, uh, as well as uh, Mackenzie Hughes. Adam Svensson not in this one this Blair week. Blair Hamilton. Blair We're Hamilton on, on the Monday qualifying, right? Uh, but uh, Ricky Fowler, what's he got to do to win this one? I don't know. He must feel like uh, this one slipped away a few times. Just signed a ball deal with TaylorMade. Make the big switch. I'm surprised how easy. Listen, I think that the TP5, TP5X, the best golf ball I ever hit. I can't believe how straight it is. The only five-layer golf ball in the world. Uh, I loved it day one when they gave me the prototype years ago when I went to St. Kitts and played in the wind. That being said, it's hard to adapt. Ricky Fowler's only had it in competition once, and here he is on top of the leaderboard the second week in competition. Remember how close he came a couple of years ago, and then he sort of blew that playoff against yeah. Hideki Matsuyama and stuff. And, and the funny part is uh, he and, and Justin Thomas are sharing a house this week, I which know. I think is hysterical. But uh, you're right. I mean, Ricky Fowler has been is starting to become the ultimate bridesmaid, even though he wins, but he just never seems to finish things off. And it's starting to get to be a label on him, right? Before we hear from Ricky Fowler, actually, I am going to hear from Ricky Fowler. But actually, you know, I'm going to ask you the question first, and then I'm going to let you think about it. Okay. Why we hear from Ricky Fowler. Who's got more pressure on them this year? Ricky Fowler to break through the major wall or Jordan Spieth to get back in the winner's circle? Before Bob, Bob's going to come back with his answer on that one. But let's hear from our leader after rounds of 64-65. Here's Ricky Fowler. I had a chance to really uh, birdie the last seven, um, but to to get 15, you know, reachable par five, you make par there and you're losing a half a shot. Um, but I mean, 16, it's always fun making two there. Um, 17 hit a great drive. It's it's hard to hit a putt hard enough to get up that hill and. Um, Nice to made a good putt there, and then 18 was a, a little bonus. Hit a great drive, and um, took advantage of having a little flip wedge in there, and um, hit a great putt. I, I hit some really good putts um, to finish the day off. What is it about this environment that seems to have you thrive in it? Uh, it's good energy. I mean, I grew up around action sports. I love, uh, I love the how loud it gets, um, how energetic people are. There's, there's still some, you know people out there that say some dumb stuff, but um, it's going to happen. Uh, we heard a few things out there today, but you kind of just back off and regroup, and obviously you don't want to have a negative swing thought going into some of these holes, so I'm um, happy with how we manage things around. Um, I, I definitely enjoy the finish here, you know, kind of 15, 16, 17, and 18. Um, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see you know, in the years to come. It, I feel like all of them will probably end up being enclosed. The scene tomorrow, you have a one-shot lead over Justin Thomas. Uh, you guys obviously good buddies splitting a place. You carpooled in today. So who's going to have driving privileges now going into the weekend? Um, yeah, I rode with him the, the, the last two days so that uh, Allison and uh, a couple of my friends could end up coming later in, in our car. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably ride in together again. I mean, we're on pretty similar schedules as far as uh, the times that we get to the course, uh, how far ahead of time. Uh, we have the same trainer, so we'll just have to figure out. He might, he probably will go uh, just before me uh, with the warm up with Troy, and I'll, I'll follow. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, you know, getting to play with your buddies, those are the people that you want to lose to least. Um, so, having bragging rights right now, we have a long, long ways to go, a lot of golf to be played. So, um, that'll be fun. Uh, but definitely don't want to have him out in front of me after tomorrow. 
Ricky Fowler with George Sabarikas there from Golf Channel, or should I say golf? We'll get into that later. Boy, do I, is that a beauty. Uh, One-shot lead over Justin Thomas. Uh, talking about sharing rooms, losing to your buddy, bragging rights. They need to be careful, though. There's 36 holes to left, uh, left to go. There's a lot of great players on their heels. This is not match play. This is not a two-person race. They still need to play the golf course with 36 left. And we should have a side note. Today will be... Uh, Johnny Miller's final day in the broadcast That's booth right. after a very long, illustrious career, controversial career. That, uh, um, <laughs> his famous line where he watched uh, somebody take a bad swing and he said that would make Ben Hogan puke. Yes, it make Ben Hogan puke. That <laughs> yeah. was it. He's had some beauties over the years, but you know what? Um, I've ne- it's, I've always had mixed feelings on Johnny Miller because of comments like that. Uh, however, in today's world, you know, now that we have kind of maybe, uh, and for, for, for right reasons, I'm not saying this is wrong, but for, for many reasons, the world has gone in the other direction. We're so clean now. We're so washed and polished. Uh, and and for, for many positive reasons, the world will, there won't be guys like Johnny Miller left. So we will miss some of that yeah. in, in our sports commentary and in, just in our editorial in general. I, okay, Bob, go we got to go to break, but go I ahead. need to know, who yes. has... Who has the bigger monkey on their back? Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. Without a doubt to me, because I think Ricky's done some good things, and nobody's, he hasn't won the major yet, whereas Jordan Spieth won it, and now people expect him to keep winning majors. He's got he's to step it up this year. I this think July it's, will be two years, Bob. That's right. Exactly right. Two years. So since he won that Open Championship. On the other side, we'll actually jump into that a little bit. We'll continue this conversation on Jordan Spieth. And we'll just get into some things that happened while we were gone. Bryson DeChambeau, seven-shot victory last week. Also took some heat for slow play. A minute 45 to hit a 157-yard 9-iron from a perfect lie. Hmm, question marks, problems there. So there are things that happened while we were gone that we will jump into. Also, we have uh, two two-time winners already on the PGA Tour this season. Guys that have double-dipped already in this wraparound schedule. Uh, one, a youngster has done a lot in his first three years. One, one of the veterans out there that has double-dipped already. We'll get into Kucher and Shoffley on the other side. What happened while we were away? Our Season 9 GTC debut continues next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. I guess we give a, a welcoming, a shout-out to Tourism Ireland Jumping on board here with us, along with our friends at Golfway Tours uh, for 2019. And I know, Bob, you'll be at the Open Championship yes. at Royal Portrush. Yes. The first time in over 60 years. It's back to Northern Ireland. Adam Scully will be there at a tour of Northern Ireland. And then about a month after that, I'll be 
there doing a tour of Norland. Cleaning so, up? So, yeah, I'm just going to go over and just <laughs> apologize for every the mess that you two made, basically. <laughs> just clean that stuff right up there. I'm really sorry about that. Folks. I have some breaking news, by the way. Yeah, oh, this, okay, yes, yes, sir. Breaking news. Yes. Wyerton Willie predicts yes. an early spring. It's Groundhog Day, baby. There you go. Wyerton Willie, I don't know if that means he saw a shadow. I don't remember. Sure. Uh, anyway. Mrs. Golf Talk Canada, her uncle. Every year, him and I had a. Fifth- oh, 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 cool again. That's right. But Early spring. You know what's so funny about Cool and the Gang? They've been in the studio since Festivus. They haven't left. Waiting for our <laughs> debut. Like, they're still... That's over the corner. Listen, after the last week we've had with the temperatures, <laughs> we need an early spring. <laughs> so Mrs. Golf Talk Canada, her uncle and I, had a $50 bet annually on, on Wired, Wired and Willie. Really? Shubanakity uh, yeah. Sam, who's yes. the East Coast version. Yeah, we never bet him, but we did sometimes press on... Uh, Poxitani Phil. Phil, yeah, it was a press bet. Even Ackley said he, um, it's going to be it's going to be long. It's going to be six more six weeks. More? So he yeah, yeah, he's not very good. Yeah, so we're, we're not, not going to go. We're with not him. friends with him. No. So. While we were gone, we've had multiple winners already on the PGA Tour. Xander Shoffley, two wins. He leads the way in the FedEx Cup. Matt Kuchar, two wins. He's right on the heels of Shoffley of the FedEx Cup. They're one A and one B really right now with the two wins. Bryson DeChambeau with a win on the PGA Tour already in his bank. And now a win on the European Tour. A dominating performance last week against a pretty decent field. But that's not the story, Bob. The story should be about... Uh, how you know Bryson DeChambeau has won more events around the world in the last 24 months than any golfer on the planet. Okay? Yep. I think that was his sixth win in the last 24 months. Okay? A year and a half. He's right. got six victories That's in about amazing. a year and a half. It's amazing. Okay? We're not talking about that. We're talking about a minute 45. Yeah. To hit a nine iron, 157 yards from a perfect lie in the rough. Because when you play those desert golf courses on the European Tour, it's like golf in a dome. Very much like what we're seeing this week at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's golf in the dome. Now, even in rough conditions, I can't ever acknowledge saying that, oh, a minute 45 is an accept- acceptable number. And by the letter of the law, on the European Tour, when you're the first player away in your twosome or threesome, you have 40 five seconds to hit as the first player in the group to set the pace to hit that shot when you arrive at your golf ball. Right. He took an extra 60 seconds, Bob. Yeah. This is a problem for the game. The ex- it sets a bad example. And when a guy's winning this much, you've got influence. Think, think of that extra minute. Let's say he did it on every shot, 65, 70 minutes, somewhere in there. I mean, it's ridiculous. And Brooks Kepka called, didn't specifically call him out, but called out the slow play on the tour. Because it's not, we should be fair, it's not just It's not just Bryson. There's a lot of people who are really slow, and they don't penalize that, yet they penalize guys standing behind, casually behind a guy. So, I mean, something has got to give on the PGA Tour, because now you're getting into the point where they've reduced the number of people in the field just because they can't get 144 guys through. Right. And We played in five hours and ten minutes last week at uh, Torrey Pines. That's ridiculous. Five hours, ten minutes, Bob. We barely got... I was looking at my watch going, are we going to get this in the broadcast window? Like, I really wasn't sure we were going to get it in our broadcast window. Exactly. You bring up a good point, though, that it's not just Bryson. Right. The, the problem is, is that 
See, Brant Snedeker is absolutely one of my favorites. Because, you know, I was with him again. Like I said, he was in my group line. He, he gets up. He's no nuts. It's aim, shoot, boom. fire, boom, right. let's go. Brant Snedeker is like how we should all play the game. I love following Brant. And, by the way, he's a great guy, as you know. I know sure. you've had many conversations with him over the years. And he's a great guy. Loves his hockey. Yep. Um, but the problem is, or the bigger challenge then becomes, Bryson DeChambeau's top five player in the world. You know, People mimic what they see, and that's a big challenge in the game. At a Saturday at 11 a.m. at your local golf course, if people think this is the way to get better, if a guy's trying to break 80 for the first time or someone's trying to break 100 for the first time and they think that the way to do it is to take a minute 45, I just don't – I'm scared of the influence, I guess is what I'm trying well, to say. I mean, I'm scared of the you know, example. If you want to go back, the guy who really started this whole scenario – with the slow play and the determination behind the shot and everything was probably Jack Nicholas. He was a guy very determined. You never, know, heard he was, oh, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. And he would always pull out the yardage book and he did all these different things yes. and sort of he was very fastidious about yeah. before his shot. Now I, I have no idea what he if he was over his time limit or not, but that's kind of what you get now is these guys who you know, Bryson DeChambeau takes it to the to the nth degree with looking at the dew point and you know all these different things. And, and, stuff. and instead of penalizing these guys, what what have we done? We've uh, de- decreased the size of green reading books so it must fit yeah. in their pocket. Exactly. Like what kind of stupid exactly. stupid adjustment was exactly. that? Exactly. Anyway, well, there is some good news while we've been gone. Uh, Team Canada has performed very well. We don't have the win yet. Adam came close. Adam Hadwin came close again in the desert. No surprise there. He's becoming the Canadian version of the of a desert fox. Now, we know he spends winters in the desert, so we get that. But still, that doesn't mean it's going to translate to the PGA Tour. And he's come very close now in Palm Springs. Almost won again. Lost on the final hole to Long and, and Mickelson, but played really well. Uh, and he's played well so far this year. That wasn't his only. Adam Hadwin is 16th in the FedEx Cup points yeah, wrestler. He's, he's, he's played great. really playing well. Uh, Hernsey, when he's had starts has shown sides of life and played very well. So Hearn continuing to play well. Corey Connors has been feast or famine. Or famine. He has either, uh, if he's had the money to qualify a couple times, right? But when he's played well, he's had chances to win. He's got yeah. th- three top fives already, or he misses the cut. It's one <laughs> right. or the other. Right. And I thought Adam Svensson uh, has performed well uh, and fairly consistent, especially since we flipped the calendar year. He had some struggles out of the gates in the fall, but now he's made uh, three cuts in a row, and those look pretty good. He's he's playing what I would call PGA Tour rookie golf, where he shoots like one or two really amazing rounds. Like he shot a 61 out in Hawaii, yeah. and then he'll have a bad round. Just I think he doesn't know all the courses all that ready, all that well. Yeah, as a, as a first time player out there, he's he's still cutting his teeth on learning how to become a PGA Tour professional. That's a big step. A lot of guys don't realize that there's a lot that goes on to that. Where do you go? Where do you sign up? Who do you play with? We've got a pro-am. I mean, how, all this stuff goes through your head. So I think once he sort of gets that down a little bit, and he's a guy who is, he's not a, um, he's not a real uh, regimented guy. He just wants to go play golf. He wants to go and hit the next shot. That's what his, Ralph Bauer was telling me, his coach, or his former coach was telling me about him. So I think once he settles into the, Thing, you're going to see him play some really good golf, and I think he'll do that before the end of the year. I, I want to pose you a question, uh, and you know what? Maybe we'll take an early break, and I'll get your response on the other side. So I'll let you think about it a little bit. Uh, because uh, Jim Taddy and Louis B. asked me this last night on their drive uh, home show on TSN 1150 in Hamilton, which we're on this morning. Good morning, Hamilton. Uh, Hammer. And they, they said, 
do you, what do you think about our Canadians' chances this year at the RBC Canadian Open? And obviously, it's a big discussion we have on an annual basis. And uh, now that we're not at Glen Abbey and moving to you know a classic. Uh, out in Ancaster at Hamilton Golf Club. And I wasn't really thinking about this question. I haven't thought about this at all, to be bluntly honest with you. So when they asked me the question, it just kind of hit me on the spot. But I did some thinking. And I was thinking, I'm going, well, you know, I know Hernsey loves old golf courses. Uh, you know, I know Corey Connors and Adam Hadwin have had, had great uh, runs at Valspar. We've seen, uh, which is an old kind of classic golf course. We saw Hernsey have a good time at TPC Old White. And I'm thinking of just the makeup of our Team Canada. And I started thinking to myself, you know what? Being at older golf courses where putting the ball in the fairway and picking your spots might be an advantage for Team Canada versus Bombers Paradise at Glen Abbey, where we don't really have that guy. We don't have the Dustin Johnson or the Bubba Watson prototype in our Team Canada lineup, but we love we have guys that like hard hard old golf courses. So maybe maybe this is the year at Hamilton. Now starting to th- you know obviously pie in the sky thinking as being a homer. But I haven't really thought about this, and I, and I want to get your opinion on this. So coming up next, we're going to get you, ca- you, you think about that, Robert. <laughs> I get some, uh, get you caught up on some things happening in GTC land as we are now back. Obviously, TV is coming back uh, shortly. We have some new sponsors on board, things of that nature. We'll get into that next, and I'll get uh, Robert's opinion on RBC Canadian Open Canadian chances this year in 2019. Also, on the heels of that news as well, we had a local golf course here in Toronto just recently say no thanks to the Canadian Open. We should probably talk about as well. On the other side, this is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC Season 9 Debut. Zakino Weeks, uh, wrapping up hour one, hour two, lots to get to. We're going to have, uh, uh, who's coming on? Neil Trotter, sales and marketing manager from Nikon Sports, and uh, obviously one of the great range find makers. They're going to be with us to preview next week's uh, Toronto Star 29th Toronto Star Golf Show happening at the International Center in Mississauga on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next week. So we're going to have Neil on. we got Winners Weird and What. We've got Scully time, lots to get to in hour two. Bob, uh, I just brought it up in casual conversation in the in the previous segment because I, it dawned on me. I you know I was asked by 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 James Taddy and Louis B on eleven fifty last night. Yes, guy. Uh, about Canadians' chances, and you know, do you think do you think going to older golf courses like Hamilton, like St. George's, do you think it increases the chance of the jinx being broken, considering who we have as our top guys? Well. If you look at our best player, Adam Hadwin, and you look at where he's had his best performance in the Canadian Open, it's come at two courses, one at St. George's and one at Shaughnessy. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you can say there's a chance. It's still so hard because you're asking a guy, we want you to be playing the best you can at one particular week on a golf course that you probably don't know all that well. 
against 143 other guys who also all want to win the tournament. So it's very difficult to sort of say, yes, this guy could do it. But um, I like their chances better on a course like this than opposed to, as you said before the break, a Glen Abbey where, you know, it's a bomber's envy. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have bombers. Our guys can hit it long, but they're not known for being that. They're more um, tacticians than power players, let's right. say. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting to see who shows up. Um, we've heard lots of good stories that uh, you know Rory McIlroy might be there. His yes, ca- I know his caddy was asking uh, another and he's caddy. He's playing about, a really different schedule this year. Right, right? he says he's Already. going to play the week before every major. So we'll see. He might be there, but the, I, that's going to be interesting. So that may have something as well. If you get all these top players playing, mm-hmm. it becomes more difficult, obviously. And you know, we thought that maybe Mississauga Golf and Country Club was going to be part of the Canadian Open Rota. That doesn't look like it's going to be part of the case. Uh, Hamilton and St. George's, and then there's a lot of question marks after that and a lot right. of rumors after right. that. Exactly. So uh, Mississauga wanted to have it. They were in the running, but apparently the PGA Tour didn't feel quite the same. So we'll see. Um, We'll see what they pull out of, pull out of there, but uh, I'll tell you what, I hate to say this, but if the old Abbey isn't oh, turned into houses uh, yet, we may be back there. I don't want to have this conversation there. again. This is ridiculous. It's almost, it's turning, if that happens, it almost is starting to turn into a circus, you know? It's just, you know, where do you go, though? Like, where do you go that you give the guys a good challenge, provide a good golf course in the southwestern Ontario region, because that's where uh, the sponsor wants it, and... Well, I've heard rumors about Eagle's Nest. Yeah. I don't have any inside information. I have not got any confirmation from anybody near or at the top of the food chain, but I've heard rumors about Eagle's Nest. And considering location, size of the property, getting people around, Lynx style golf course gives some room for grandstands, things of that nature that you need in a national championship. I think it's personally an absolute no brainer. I took Stephen Ames out there a couple of years ago. We played, he, mm-hmm. he basically played one foot. One step off the back, yep. every back tee. Yeah, it's like seventy six hundred. And he said, "There's no problem. You could you can yep. easily hold it there." Of course, in most cases, it's not the golf course. There's lots of golf right. courses that can hold it. It's where do I put all the stuff? Location around it? and infrastructure, uh, and, and can I get right. people in and out? Yep. Is there roads? So all that I stuff. think Eagles Nest for me checks yeah. all those boxes. I agree. So I don't know. Uh, you're welcome, guys. Just make that happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, breaking news on the European tour. Yes. We got to get to this before we uh, before we uh, sign off for hour one here because this is this is shocking. So there's a European tour stop in Saudi Arabia, which is it's in itself is contentious enough. Yeah. Uh, but Sergio Garcia has been disqualified from the tournament for the th- in the middle of the third round. Apparently he was having a bad round. He hit a shot in a bunker that wasn't raked properly. He got a bad lie, didn't get the ball out of the bunker, got very upset about it, apparently took his frustration out by slamming his club into some greens, damaged two greens, uh, and as a result, the European Tour has disqualified him, and his statement reads, in respect uh, the decision of the minus disqualification, I respect the decision of my disqualification. In frustration, I damaged a couple of greens, for which I apologize, and I have informed my fellow players uh, it will never happen again. So, wow. Sergio... You know, that's a weird one for me, guys. Yeah. Like this is uh, early in the year. Uh, I'm not going to say you know. Obviously, a tournament doesn't. Every all tournaments matter. You're there to play, participate, play well, win. This is an abnormally uh, aggressive reaction to. This is not a U.S. Open or a, a Open Championship where you're in the hunt and you and you you have a life changing bad luck break here. I'm assuming he's weird. getting paid to show up there, as a lot of the other players are. Yeah. I can't. State that, but I'm assuming. No, but I'm assuming that too, Bob. Right. right. So, do you not find this reaction a little head scratch? Unusual. I don't know if there's more to the story here, what's going on, but uh, in any case, Sergio is gone. 
And uh, Dustin Johnson is leading. Although How Tong Lee this morning in his round has three eagles, and all of them have been on par fours. That's incredible. That's that is incredible. I wonder if that has ever happened before on the European Tour. That might be an, that might be a first on any tour. You know, I saw Dustin Johnson just over a year ago turn par fours into par threes at Kapalua, but to do it three times in one round. By the way. He just made his fourth eagle, this time on a par five. He made four eagles in one round. That I've never heard of that. That is incredible. What's he on pace for right now, Bob? Are we going to see a 58 on the European Tour? No, he finished with a 62 because he had a double bogey as well. Good, <laughs> solid finish. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a way to bring it home. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we will get into leaderboard updates uh, in hour two and get you caught up on what's happening in the European Tour, as well as Waste Management, as well as the Web.com Tour. We will get some Scully time as well. I wonder what's on Scully's mind. He's been very quiet. Mm, he's, he's got a hat on. Like all got three a, of us yeah, wearing toques today. He's got toque on. He's given the chin rub. I wonder. I wonder. You know what we haven't touched on? Tiger's debut. Yes. Got progressively better as the week went on. Started to show some signs of life. And I think if there was four rounds on the south course, minus the one round on the north course, I think that's a better tournament for Tiger than that uh, yep. re- that that round on the north where you got to shoot 62 or get lapped, right? So maybe we'll talk a little Tiger with Scully. We'll see what he's got to say there. Uh, all things GTC. Well, we're back now. Full-time on radio, new shows. We don't go away. You can't get rid of us uh, right for the next 10 months. We're with you straight through. All new content, all new shows. Uh, I will be live on location back-to-back weeks in March, and I'm going to Myrtle Beach. Wow. I'm going to Myrtle Beach. You didn't tell me that. I was asked to uh, captain Team Canada wow. in a Ryder Cup against the U.S., against playing against uh, my friends. Are you going to develop like a pod system? I, I, yeah, my pod system is a rye drinkers in one group, beer drinkers in the other group, and red wine. So we're the red wine pod, the rye pod, and the beer pod. That's how I'm doing the pod system. Okay. And uh, I've been asked to captain this team against the Paulsons, uh, who are the captains of uh, Team USA. So basically, I'm being sacrificed. Wow. So I need the rest of the guys to do something because the odds of me being able to compete against Carl and Dennis Paulson are, <laughs> unless there is some type of you know w- uh, wine drinking darts competition at the end, I don't think I've got a very good chance, you know. So, but that I'm looking forward to doing that. So we'll be live on location for that, and then I'm off to the Dominican Republic. The DR, to sh- yeah, to shoot some stuff for uh, at Casa de Campo for our upcoming uh, TV season. Wow! And I'll, I'm going to do some radio there too while I'm there. So it's a pretty good gig. That's a good gig if you can get <laughs> yeah, it. It's exactly. a good gig. I, you know, all I know is I'm just following instructions. Is Mrs. Uh, Golf Talk Canada going with Surprise, you? she's coming on that one. Isn't <laughs> that a surprise? That. Isn't that, that You know, it's funny because I always say when I'm working uh, John Deere Classic at Silvis, Illinois, can't find her. No. But she's there for the Dominican Republic in, in, in March. You won't find her there, too, once you land. No. She'll be on the beach. She'll, She'll be, be gone. The golf course. Yeah, can you help me with? And shh, gone. <laughs> yeah. Gone. So lots of things coming up. We're going to hear uh, in the next couple of weeks with some uh, announcements from uh, Mike Kelly, Executive Director of Golf Ontario, that has some big news. Uh, So he's going to join us in the next couple weeks. Kevin Thistle is going to join us for PGA Canada with some uh, uh, with an announcement in the next couple of weeks as well. That wow. this is just stuff I'm hearing coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned. Lots happening. Uh, and we'll keep you up to date on all that is in the world of golf. And in hour two, we're going to give away but we're going to do it via Twitter. We're going to do a draw, but we'll have three foursomes. 12 tickets, three foursomes to give away to the 29th Toronto Golf Show next week at the International Center. So lots coming up next, including winners, weird and what. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Hour 2 GTC Season 9 debut. And uh, we got to kick this sec second off hour the right way, Bob. It's Winners, Weird, and What 3-Dub. What? 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 You have the tea, sir. Uh. The tea. Kabob. Aim for the pond. There we go. No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, now we're going. Now you can start. Now you can start. My winner is is pretty easy one. It's uh, Gary Woodland. And if he's the defending champ at the Waste Management, and if you've not seen this video this week, it's... Yeah. Blown up on social. I'm sure most people have seen it. But he takes a young girl with Down syndrome, Special Olympian, and plays the 16th hole on Wednesday in the Pro-Am. And not only is that in itself quite touching, but this girl hits a drive, and she hits it into the bunker. Gary goes up and says, you want me to take it out of the bunker? She says, no, no, I'm going to play it with there. I got this, she said. She lops it out the bunker onto the green to about 10 feet and then rolls in the putt. It's just a awesome. brilliant moment, a wonderful moment. The confidence this, this young girl And she's a huge Gary exudes. Woodland fan as yeah, well. Yeah, well, she, right? she yeah. contacted him. They, they yeah. made some connections somehow, and Gary has uh, done this and, and brought her out and made the whole connection with it, and it's just such a great moment. And it shows two good people, Gary Woodland and the girl, just absolutely in their best. And, awesome. and I just love what, what we saw with that. So good. It's, PGA Tour... Really, just in just in just charitable donations and and just reach it like just being available. They they really lead the way when it comes to big sports leagues. Right, exactly. Uh, okay, now I gotta sh I gotta tell you about my uh, my weird. <laughs> okay. You know, my like my weird. Like, it's gonna end up with somebody naked somewhere. I Not quite, but <laughs> <laughs> but there is a. Oops, sorry. I just closed it on myself. I gotta. There we go. Okay, so this is, comes from a, from the uh, St. Louis Post Dispatch, and um, there was a chase in a gated community with a in, in Upper Key Largo. With a man by the name of um, Thor Parks Thornton Terry, who's 32, he was spotted by security officers in a golf cart, a golf cart, and he refused to get off the golf cart. They were running around. He was driving the golf cart. He was seen swerving through the neighborhood. The officer reported. Okay. So the officer's account of the in of the incident continued. When the deputies arrived, Terry led them on a chase through the neighborhood while continuously giving them the thumbs up sign. <laughs> 
The thumbs up sign soon switched to a middle finger while driving erratically and yelling obscenities at the pursuing law officers. Eventually, Terry arrived at his home and he went into into his house. And a paramedic and a deputy knocked on the door, but a woman at the door refused to let them in. And according to the Miami Herald, the woman was uh, Terry's mother. This is the, the guy swerving on the yes. cart. The paramedic entered the home through a side door. And according to the sheriff, uh, he wrestled Terry to the Terry wrestled him to the ground. <laughs> of course, there's got to be wrestling. <laughs> so a deputy watched this altercation through the glass door, and he ordered him to stop. But the woman would not let the deputy inside. So the deputy used his baton to break the glass in an attempt to get into the home. But the woman still wouldn't let him in. Tried to block the door for getting the guy in. She, the guy, police officer, eventually got in through a side door with three other officers. Uh, Terry continued to attack the paramedic while the officers attempted to restrain him. Eventually, they got him. Uh, they shocked him with a stun gun. Of course, and they pulled him aside. And uh, Terry was rolling around apparently with like a dog, rubbing his face in the broken <laughs> glass on the floor. Let's <laughs> see, so was placed in the car patrol car. They uh, smelled alcohol. Imagine that. What a surprise! <laughs> really, Bob? All this oh, because he was driving crazy on a golf cart. The only thing I'm only thing I'm surprised of, you know, this is in Key Largo, right? The only <laughs> thing I'm surprised is this doesn't end with someone pulling a gun. That's the only thing I'm shocked at. Terry was charged with DUI, fleeing from police, property damage, resisting arrest with violence, uh, and four counts of battery on a law uh, enforcement officer or a paramedic. Wonderful. So there you go. Wonderful. Uh, my. Your what? My what this week is also weird, but it's also okay. I had, didn't have, I couldn't fit him in. But there's a there's a golf course in Smith Falls, Ontario. Yes, I, I think I know where you're called going Lombard with. Greens. Yes, it's been purchased by two gentlemen who want to turn it into Canada's first cannabis friendly golf course. Saw they this. changed the name. Oh, I didn't see this. The part. name is going to be called Rolling Greens. Well, there you go. Well, there's <laughs> see marketing genius. I talked to the, one of the new owners the other day, and he's put this uh, golf course up. They're going to make it cannabis friendly, uh, which means it can be 19 years and o- older. Right. He's 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 in the cannabis entertainment business. Okay. So he's got a, a couple of businesses that are surrounding this thing. Don't even know. And what there's that lots is. of lots of good jokes about. They're actually going to have a booth at well, the Toronto Golf and Travel Show. Really? A well, big booth. I will say this too. I like the Rolling Greens. That's a great marketing initiative. Yes. And that really leads well into my winner's weird and what this week. Well, I just got to tell you before you get into that no, no, no. is, like, what about, I, I think I want to go into the pot bunker. At the, <laughs> <laughs> <at> the <scum laughs> <course>. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I gives do. new meaning to the word pot bunker. <laughs> That's right. All, all our and bunkers are yelling, pot bunkers. Instead of yelling four, they're going to yell 420. <laughs> and anyway, there's a lot of jokes. A lot of jokes making the ground. But this is a serious enterprise, and you can visit them, uh, Rolling Greens, at, uh, at the Toronto Golf and Travel Show. Mark, the tea is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, Bob, my winner and my first winner of the year is a bit of a sad one. Uh, we lost Alice Dye mm-hmm. yesterday, who is the first lady of golf course architecture at the age of 91, Pete Dye's wife. And she truly was uh, just a vital part of that business, that relationship. They were partners. She was step and step along the way with Pete Dye as they really changed the landscape of golf course architecture in North America, uh, utilizing things like railroad ties and just optical illusions. It was just a different way of building uh, a golf course and she would really be the most known for her greatest stamp I think 
that she has left on the game of golf is when they were building the stadium course at Sawgrass in the late 70s and they were dumping earth in one area of the golf course and needed a par three to bridge the gap from 16 to 18. She said to Pete, well, why don't we just leave that pile of dirt there and make it an island? And thus, right. the maybe the most famous par three in the entire world was born. And that is thanks to Alice Dye. And think of the... Island greens and peninsula greens and all the architecture that has come since that decision, Bob, when she said uh, to, to her husband, let's just leave it an island. Yeah. Pretty amazing. She, and she was a good golfer in her own right, designed golf courses on her own. Two uh, senior U.S. amateur champion. Yeah. Two-time senior U.S. Lovely lady. Champion. I had a chance to meet her once. Lovely lady. So, very good there. In my weird this week, what is going on on the European tour? Listen, Keith Pelly, we love Keith. Used to run this uh, network on TSN. Great Canadian. Uh, you've known him a long time. I've known him a long time. You know him much better than I do, but I've known Keith a long time. I think he does a great job on the European tour. I yep. think he's done a Players great. love him. Players love him. I think they've seen growth on the tour. He's made a lot of great decisions. This one, what is going on? What doesn't fit Bob here? Nicholas, Palmer, Watson, Reed. Does something stand out for you there that maybe is the Reed? Reed, yeah. (laughs) That's right. Patrick Reed. Oh, Patrick Reed. Yeah, he became only the fourth American in history behind those three legends to get a lifetime membership, honorary membership to the European Tour this week. By the way, did I mention that Patrick Reed has never won outside of America? What? How does this happen? The timing of it's bizarre. The name of it's like, what has he ever done? Wow. To, to, to get this honor, I, I have no understanding of this. I, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> you know? I know he's a member there and he plays. He was in the race to Dubai last yeah, year great. and all that. And... Great. What about Tiger Woods, who's won what, like 9,000 times on the European tour? Yeah, yeah. Would Tiger Woods not be next in line? You know? <laughs> he would certainly fit into those other names that yeah, you mentioned. Yeah. Would that not be a natural progression? Patrick Reed. Sorry. You know what? They handed it to the wrong guy that wears red on Sundays. Yes. If they were trying to give away an honorary membership, they picked the wrong guy in red. Absolutely bizarre, head-scratching decision from the European Tour. And my what this week? And this is a go back to your rolling greens. Your <laughs> gr- it, that you know, it is, brings new meaning to hitting a fat uh, one, well, by yeah, the way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's, sorry. No, but I love it. That is great marketing. Sure. That is great marketing. But the flip side of that? Is our friends at I don't even know what to call them anymore. Our friends at let's go with NBC Golf Channel for now. <laughs> our NBC Golf Channel friends in the category of what are you thinking? What marketing genius came up with this one? NBC Golf Channel is now known as Golf Channel in print, but in broadcast and verbal is only known as golf. And last week, when I was doing my reads on PGA Tour Radio, I had to say, this week, the PGA Tour, inside the PGA Tour, this week on golf, and I had to refer to the Golf Channel only as golf. When you watch the Golf Channel coverage this weekend, or next week, watch, they will refer to themselves as golf, with an NBC logo. Very strange. Okay, it's strange. Let me put this in perspective. I can't wait to see the Stanley Cup later this year on hockey. I hear there's going to be a great Super Bowl pregame show on football. The Briar, on curling. On curling. 
This is one of the, like, just absolutely ridiculous, horrible marketing. It's up there with new Coke. Just, like, <laughs> this is what happens when you put too many marketing people in a room who want to hear themselves think, and they come up with this genius decision golf. Very strange. Brutal. 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 Oh, I feel better now. <laughs> First rant of the year. He's back, First ladies and gentlemen. He's, He's back. back. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, on the other side, we're going to talk a Toronto Golf Travel Show, and yes. we're going to speak with Neil Trotter, who is the sales and marketing manager for Nikon Sports. We'll be right back here on radio. <laughs> this segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back. Season 9, GTC Radio, Zacchino Weeks. Next week, Bob, is the 29th annual Toronto Golf and Travel Show. Presented by Underpar.com. If you want information on the Toronto Golf Show, go to torontogolfshow.com. Tickets are for sale. It starts Friday, February the 9th. It runs February, sorry, Friday, February the 8th. Runs 8th, 9th, and 10th. It's at the International Center. I remember going to the show as a kid. I can't believe it's 29 years. Unbelievable. Tickets for general admission are $16 online and at the door. Seniors, $12 online at the door. 18 and under. Compliments of Georgian College are free. Isn't that great? Free. Letting kids in for free. It's awesome. They have over 200 exhibitors. There's a long drive contest, 5,000 rounds of golf. Uh, man, it's just there's tons to do. There's tons to see. And if you're planning a trip for travel, it's a really great show. Yeah. If you're a little confused as to maybe where to go and you just want to poke around. And, and there's there's like destinations near and far. Lots of different destinations. Like you can go, I think Thailand's there, but I think there's lots of local golf courses. Rolling Greens is going to be there. Right. So, so there's lots of, lots of opportunities to get information, to get some deals. Instruction as well. Let's not forget instruction. And we will have more guests next week on the program. We're supposed to have Neil Trotter on uh, from Nikon Sports, but unfortunately, he's gone missing in action on <laughs> us this morning. We just can't find him. And Neil, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know, he's too excited getting set for next week's show. They've got some great products there. I'm actually a fan of that product. I use one. I use Do one. You, I'm a yeah. fan of, are you a GPS guy, a rangefinder guy? I'm a watch guy. guy. I've got it on my watch. You, you're so a I GPS. do that, but yeah. I, like, I don't do know it. many people left that don't have one or the other. Now, why do you go GPS over rangefinder? Just out of curiosity. Uh, just because I have the watch and I use it for running and all sorts of stuff. Right. So it's, so it's always already there. It's there. just convenience. And right. so you put it on and, and it right. allows you to do a lo- bunch of different things on there. Right. But I've used both over the years. Yeah. And I think I think they're A, I think they speed up, help speed up play. Well, so I love them for two reasons. Well, one, speed up play. Okay. Right? And I think that's number one. 
And it, which is why I wish we'd maybe allow some of this in the professional game. I yeah. really do. I think it would help a great deal. And two, I like being able to gun things other than just what's plated on a golf course. Exactly. I want to gun a, a bunker, point. gun this, gun yeah. that. And I got to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to play favorites in terms of, you know, rangefinder over GPS, but from a personal standpoint, I use a Nikon rangefinder. Okay. And from a personal standpoint, I trust my rangefinder more than I trust GPS. I, GPS to me, it's great. It moves fast. It gives me the nuts and bolts. It can be off once in a while. Okay. And, you know, I like to dial into like a foot, foot and a half. You know, you know what my biggest problem is? So when I, when I go running, I, I set my watch for kilometers. Right. And then sometimes I forget to switch it back to from metric <laughs> to imperial. I'm getting this yardage. It's like 150, and I'm going, why is that coming up short all the time? It's you know, just, yeah. you just bring up, bring up a good story that you just reminded me of <laughs> on the heels of what we just spoke about with Alice Die. This is a great story because, you know, Casa de Campo is uh, now a new sponsor this year on Golf Talk Canada. Have you ever been to Casa de Campo? I have not, no. They have two brilliant golf courses. Teeth of the Dog and To Die For, both built by Pete and Alice Die, right? Now, Teeth of the Dog is the most famous of, right. of the two golf courses, but they're both tremendous golf courses. Uh, in fact, I think to die for, for a lot of people, like it better. It's certainly harder. And it was built first. It was built before Teeth of the Dog. Wow. Now, here's the funny story, because this is to, to your watch story. <laughs> uh, when, when Pete did the drawings and worked locally with, with, with a lot of the local construction companies and stuff like that, he did the drawings, and, and they did the measurements, and he handed them off. You know where this is going. You know where this <laughs> so he handed them off to the, to the people that were going to move the dirt and scalp and lay it out, and they did. And I've played this golf course from the tips with a friend of mine. We played it from the tips. It's 8,000 yards long. Wow. How do you build a golf course in the late 70s, early 80s at 8,000 yards long? Well, you sketch it out in yards, and, and it gets translated it in meters. meters. That's how <laughs> Just like your watch, Bob. So when That's they hysterical. took it, it's unbelievable. So, of course, when he went to do Teeth of the Dog, the second course, which is down on the ocean, he made it very clear that these are yards, not meters. Well, I'm not going to uh, lie to you. I actually use a Nikon product. It's a camera. And people say, well, why do you use a Nikon camera? Well, the only time I use a camera now, one time a year, other than my phone, mm-hmm. It's at the Masters because you can't, can't bring, bring our phone phones. In. So I bring my Nikon little uh, right. point and shoot out, and I use that for uh, my pictures for the first that's three right. days. I do. Yeah, I was even thinking about that. That's right. We can't even have our cameras, and that's, no, you you need a good that. camera for you those do. days. That's right. Uh, do you have any memories of the Toronto Golf and Travel Show in general? Well, I, I'll I remember being at the Sky Dome in the early days, working the floor. I can't even remember yeah, who I was, was working. Tra- for. It was at the convention center because I'll tell you in the early early days of it, the first, maybe maybe not the first year, but certainly in the second or third or fourth year, Score Golf, where I worked, mm-hmm. was the sponsor. It, I didn't know Score we was the head sponsor. sponsor. Really? We were the lead sponsor. We had this great big booth, and we had to sit around there and hand out magazines And uh, right. and, and back in those days. And, and um, they brought in, in those days, they brought in a lot of uh, big-name teachers. Hank Haney was there for a while. I think David Ledbetter was there one year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's it's kind of to me one of those things that says okay golf's coming closer right it's getting nearer yeah and, uh, and I like going around and I walk around and say hi to people I'll be there Friday I'm gonna go down Friday afternoon if I wasn't uh, working PJ Tour radio next week I would certainly be there 100 percent just like to see some friends and, and yeah. some associates that you don't see over the winter and kind of kick off our spring and exactly it's very symbolic as you mentioned that I remember uh, the first Toronto Star Golf and Travel Show I was 14 years old I'm 99.9 percent sure sure it was on the floor of Skydome. 
I'm pretty sure it was at one year. And I sure. was I was working a booth for a company that was releasing brush tees for the first time ever. Do you remember brush tees? I do tees? remember brush tees. I yeah. worked there. I've worked that show a different a million different ways from different. <laughs> working for the uh, the PJ of Ontario. Uh, working. I remember. I, I I don't know if you know this about me, Bob. But I know you know my many different careers over the years in the golf media world and stuff. Yes. But you know that at one point I launched a public golf program like a coupon book, only it was on a card, a plastic card. It was called the Public Players Golf Association and only lasted one year. <laughs> and I'll tell you why it only lasted one year. No, I can't tell you on the air. I'll tell okay. you off okay. the air what happened. I'll tell you folks next week. But we had, a, yeah, when I'm not here, <laughs> yeah. we had actually, we sold a ton of these things for twenty nine ninety nine, And then got out of Dodge. And it was, I can't remember, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring, I think I have an old card. I'm going to oh bring it in goodness. the studio. And it was like, you would go, and it was, uh, we had a, 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 a partnership with Caniff. And all the can of programs. Yeah. And it was, instead of a coupon book, it was like if you play two rounds on the card, you get your third one free kind okay. of thing. And instead so it's like of having, your coffee card. That's basically was. It was a golf coffee card. And it gave you free range balls instead of having to buy your range that's balls. Cool. Which is kind of something like that. And I felt it was better than just carrying around a book because you put a card. And we had a you know website you went and registered at. And the idea was to give people more things eventually right. and build out a I'll program. I'll tell you, I, right? I know from experience, those those rule, those uh, coupon books sold like wildfire at the Toronto Golf Trust Right. Show. Big so, time. The anyway. Greens Fee Passport and those ones. God, you still... know what? This We got to do this, Scully. Memory Bank. We got to do this. When we get to the end of Season 9 and we get into our pre-recorded specials for next winter, Bob and I got to do a two-hour just what have you done in the last 30 years in this <laughs> yeah, business? Because exactly. the stories like that that we don't ever talk about, if we go through the memory bank, right. the ridiculous stuff that would come out between the two of Someone us. Someone sent me a picture today, uh, this week, of, I of saw it. me and Lee Trevino. I, with the, the business up front party in the back. You had the Alabama waterfall going on, right. on social. So we got to do that. That's up and coming. But anyway, I digress. February 8th, 9th, and 10th at the International Center. It is the 29th Toronto Golf and travel show go to torontogolfshow.com coming up next we're going to do some scully time and we're also going to in the fourth segment we're going to hit you up with our twitter trivia questions we're giving away three sets of four so three foursomes of tickets to next week's toronto golf and travel show this is golf talk canada this segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we are deep into our Season 9 debut here. And uh, we debuted this theme music late in the year last year. It might have been around Festivus time. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, it's about time. 
that uh, this gentleman has his own theme music. So let's hit Scully time. He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with w- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? He's spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. <laughs> It's about time we uh, drove a little heavy metal here on the morning <laughs> wow. Saturdays. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Skulls, what's happening, It's brother? good to be back. How was your winter? Aside from spending some time in the hospital yesterday with my yeah. mother, it was good. It was great. Yeah. It's, it's been cool. Out, you got to Florida and played a little golf with your parents. Though. Yes, yes, I did. Had some good rounds. Trying to go through some swing changes actually right now, which I haven't brought up yet. But oh, uh, trying to swing changes. Well, okay. Can we let's start right there because I'm going through health issues that are forcing <laughs> swing changes. Mainly that I'm you know waving at it like I'm 97 because I've got a hernia, a torn shoulder, mm-hmm. and plantar fasciitis. So. You were a horse who would shoot you. Yeah, yes. you would shoot me. The last quality round of golf I might ever play was with you and uh, with Ooh, you playing playing for TaylorMade. What, when we made a combined was it ten birdies and and beat uh, Team Europe that round. Yeah, nine we destroyed birdies, them. Yeah, 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 nine ten birdies. We just destroyed them. But I, so I'm trying to maximize the distance with. I mean, I, I'm I'm a pretty big human being and, and strong. I'm good. Shape. And and so thank you. But I, as my friends tell me, I really only hit the golf ball with my biceps. I don't really use my my core. We're not my using legs. the ground. So that's what I'm. I've been watching a lot of videos. It's gotten a lot of different uh, swing advice. I was going to go to the dome a lot, but that's no longer. Yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. So uh, working on some. Some, some rotation and firing the hips and that sort of thing. I got to so, get healthy before I can work on anything. I still think your answer is spinal fusion surgery. Yeah, I that mean, might... that's <laughs> it, it worked. It worked for one guy. So I mean, I just exactly you know, just right? right. Yeah, there you go. I love it. I love. But it. But other than that, all is well. It's it's nice that golf is back up and running. Well, now uh, speaking, on radio. Yes. Speaking of that guy on radio. <laughs> yes, as we come to you on radio. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, that guy, uh, we didn't. Bob and I didn't even touch on this. What did you guys think of the debut? I thought he got better as it went along. I thought Tiger uh, showed you know a lot more on the weekend than he gave us Thursday, Friday. Yeah, it certainly got better as as he went along. It, it's just funny to think back to last year how much we were talking about Tiger and his return, and now we're expecting so much out of him this year. You know, a lot of us have said two wins, maybe a major championship, who knows, maybe world number one. But I, I saw some some stats uh, and how you mentioned how he got better every day, and he actually did stats wise. Yes. Uh, greens and regulation Thursday twelve, Friday thirteen, mm-hmm. Saturday fourteen, Sunday fifteen. Uh, his club head speed got gradually faster as the week went on uh, Sunday, 120.8 miles an hour. So it looked like he was getting more and more comfortable. And as he said so many times last year, he just needs more reps and more more game reps because you can never replicate game speed in right. practice. So um, He worked out a lot in the offseason. He was feeling very weak. when Even when they got to the Hero World Challenge, he said he didn't quite necessarily well, remember feel when he, Remember at the Ryder Cup? Oh How God! He, he just, looked, just wasted, just looked right? out of yeah, comatose. Yeah. He just yeah. and and even in the match, oh, he, God. yeah, he didn't really. Uh, but I mean, the, the the big the big story or one of the big funny stories in social media was whether he was wearing a red shirt last. It wasn't. It was pink. It was, I was there. I saw hundred percent. It was yeah. pink. It wasn't yeah. red. So it was candy floss red is what they called it. Yeah, like, like that. I, that. That that was that was one of the weirder things I've seen. In a while. I got to think, and you know, I'm you know. 
I like Tiger on tougher golf courses. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of like him at majors. I like him when you know 68 is a good score. Yeah. I don't like him when 62 is a good score. I just right. don't see him as that kind of player anymore, which is why I said even last week on our broadcast, I said, you know, I like Tiger's chances of this tournament a lot better if we're playing four courses on the south and we're throwing out that one on the north. 100%. Right. 100%. Right. It's, it was amazing to just, like you said, Adam, about the, the year over year, like the first time at Torrey Pines last year, he only hit 17 fairways. That's the worst in his PGA Tour career. This time we weren't even thinking about that. We no. were thinking about his driver, his mm-hmm. short game. We knew he could play. We were just driver looks good, good guys. Yeah. They look good. New driver too, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Play, playing an M5. M5. He's yeah. playing a new M5, uh, which of course, you know, TaylorMade came out with M5, M6, which has all the technology that you loved from last year's with twist face, etc. But they've broken the speed limits on their manufacturing mm-hmm. process. So for anybody who hasn't been following this, all drivers are usually manufactured with a bit of a cushion so that the heads don't become illegal. I'm giving you the the layman's terms version Coles of notes, this. Yeah. The Coles notes. So everyone, every manufacturer, not just TaylorMade, everybody just always want to give themselves a bit of a cushion because they don't want to produce illegal heads. So TaylorMade this this year, uh, revolutionary manufacturing process where they produce all the heads past the legal limit and then dial them back mm-hmm. right to the max so that everybody has those cherry hot heads, everybody has speed limit so that you're playing the same driver as what Dustin Johnson. There's no more cherry picking for the best in the world. And uh, so far, so good. Players are loving it. Tiger's loving it. He played great. Um, switching gears here away from Tiger, mm-hmm. you know, Bob and I spoke a lot about these new rules. Yeah. Where do you sit on this stuff? Can you get you? I can't even watch the flag stick in. I, and you know what? Okay. I've already played rounds of golf with people. We're in the group. I was playing in the group. Keep in mind, we don't have caddies to do what Bob was suggesting, which is learn the new mechanics of what a caddy does within a professional uh, threesome on a Thursday at at Torrey Pines. It's very different than what happens with four guys playing on their own socially. Mm -hmm. I've already played in a group where there's been some players that want it in and some players that want it out, and we have spent more time going in and out with the flag than ever before. So sorry on your this is going to speed up play. I'm already seeing it just cause confusion around the putting well, yeah it was and a big example of that very point was the final group last week at Tory uh, with Justin Rose Adam Scott and John Rahm and Adam Scott had the pin in on every putt whether it was a foot and a half or 40 feet and so he sort of notioned the caddy to come back after Rahm would putt take it out and bring it back in and and uh, it, it's it's gonna I don't know like it's easy if every every guy in the group is doing the same thing, but when it's not, it's just I don't know. It's a bit it's of a. It'll be interesting to see what happens at Augusta. Yes, That's that I'm yes. really interesting to see. Now they've said that they're going to abide by the rules, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they're so greens are so slick there that it may actually help people. Who knows? We'll right. see. But uh, I think that's going to be the first real test. But of course, we had this this Denny McCarthy uh, ruling yesterday. Oh my this, God. and if you've seen the video of it. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous. He got dinged two shots because his caddy was standing behind him while he was taking sort of like. Loose like practice, yeah, yeah. And he got Makes no sense. He, everyone's lit up on on Twitter about this. They're still going players, on it this right? morning. Right? Oh yeah, just yeah. just crazy about what's going on. So there may have to be some massaging of these rules. Yeah, uh, because the intent was to make everything a lot easier. And it doesn't seem it's gotten that way with a few of the rules. Well, uh, and, it, and you mentioned earlier in the show with, with, with the knee-high drop, and how you talked to Jason so Day about that. Yeah. And, and, you know, instead of maybe knee-high drop, maybe anywhere from the shoulder to the knee, I don't know. Right. You know, I have a theory. You know, I, I saw Dave Hempstead over the last couple of weeks, um, right. and we were talking, and I'm like, you've already got your penalty. You've already been penalized by hitting it into a penalty area. Mm-hmm. At this point, why are we all just not placing the golf ball at this point? Let's just place it yeah. because there's no... 
if, if we're all placing it, there's no advantage if you're short. There's no advantage if you're tall. There's no because when we're talking about dropping shoulder height or knee height, that's still a different distance mm-hmm. for everybody. We've already penalized the player. I, I have no un- understanding as to why we're not placing it at this point. I, I, it's bizarre. Oh, drop it over your shoulder like the old days. like the old days. <laughs> we're just blind, back, right? You know the one thing that no one's talking about either with these new rules that I brought up to Bob mm-hmm. uh, off mic this morning is that the PGA Tour uses a standardized flag stick. Right, it has. Uh, it's the same diameter every week, week in and week out. It's the same weight. It's got the same amount of give. And we've done a gazillion tests. And you know, Bob spoke to Dave Pels at the PGA Merchandise Show, and we're going to run that later on in Golf Talk Canada this season about mm-hmm. some of the data that he's collected and, and, and some of the data that guys like Bryson DeChambeau and Adam Scott are using to, you know, convince themselves that they want to putt with the flags that get. And I'm not suggesting they're wrong. I think they could be a hundred percent right on this one. Mm-hmm. What no one's talking about is when we leave the PGA Tour, when we get to a U.S. Open, when we get to an Open yeah. Championship where the flag sticks are thicker, heavier, shorter. Do, do, do those changes in the hardware change the data you've collected? I certainly got to believe it at an Open Championship. They're thicker and heavier. I got to th- have to be him. Got to think that that's going to change the, the outcome of some of those test results. So it's going to be interesting to see what, especially when we get the Open and the USGA. There is no standard. Like we said, we get. We, you know, is it Marion with the baskets? Yep. Yep. And, you know, you're all over the place at a U.S. Open this year, obviously at Pebble Beach. And before we leave putting in flag six, uh, Adam Scott's gone to the point of no return here, guys. Oh. And that's where I am this year to start the year. I have got the arm bar putter with the pencil grip and the flag in is what Adam Scott was doing last week. So it's That's like it, a greatest hits. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's a point of no return. So, you know, he's, he's kind of got the DeChambeau, but mm-hmm. then he flips to the pencil grip, so now it's Webb. Yep. And then it's the flag stick in, so it's back to the shambo. I don't know where else you go from here. So you anchor uh, it in your forehead after this? I don't know. Well, speaking of, of armbar, have you seen Bubba Watson's gone to that this week, yes, too? Yes, and, he he's, and he's in contention. And using the yellow ball. Uh, yes. yes, I saw the yellow yes. ball as well. I saw Cameron Jacobs uh, yesterday, our good friend yep. at TaylorMade, and I said to Cam, I said, mark this date down. You heard it here first. This time next year? Every single golf manufacturer, major golf manufacturer on the planet will have an arm bar putter in its lineup this time next year. Wow. Every single one, I guarantee it. Because in the next six months, you're going to see guys dropping like dominoes, dropping like flies, moving Mm -hmm. to this style. It's good. Yep, they're going to go to it. They're going to wow. see it just like happened with the with the belly putter, right? Every once in a while, every month, there was more guys belly putter, more guys belly putter. Now you're going to see this. I, I mark it as my words. I, I'm willing to bet the house that Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, all of them, all of them will have an armbar putter in the lineup stock that you can order this time next year. Well, speaking of putters, and we, we, we mentioned Tiger earlier, and um, if he made some putts at Torrey Pines, he, he would have been right there in contention. Yeah, you're right. His putting was... Really bad. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. we saw and, and last year he switched to the TaylorMade Ardmore model, and mm-hmm. obviously we were there firsthand to see the yeah. new Spider X, and yeah. you know maybe Tiger with a little more weight can uh, you know roll a little. We'll better. We'll see. You know, he always falls back to to, to the trusty, and yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't just, blame him, but listen, yeah. it was rust, and let me tell you right now, I don't know how anybody makes putts on those greens at Torrey oh, Pines. Yeah. They're yeah. some of the worst mm-hmm. week in and week out on the PJ Tour you'll ever see. They're just absolutely brutal. I don't know how anybody does it. So. And, and they were especially bad when you guys beat Team Recoil at Torrey Pines. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, on the other side, we'll get you caught up on leaderboards uh, from around the world of golf, and we'll also give you our trivia contest. We're going to throw out three questions on Twitter. 
And I'll give them to you verbally in the next segment as we give away tickets to the Toronto Golf and Travel Show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit muskokabayresort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. All right, let's give away some tickets for next week's Toronto Golf Show. TorontoGolfShow.com, February 8th, 9th, and 10th at the International Centre. Again, TorontoGolfShow.com. And we're going to give away three sets of four tickets, so three foursomes to the show. And we're going to do this. You just hit us up on Twitter with the correct answers, and we'll draw the prizes, the winners on Monday. We'll draw them. So three quick questions for you. Hit us up at Golf Talk Canada, at Golf Talk Canada. Who are the only two-time winners to date as of right now on the PGA Tour this season? So two players have won twice this year on the PGA Tour. Hit us up with those answers at Golf Talk Canada. Who were the two Canadians that Monday qualified for the Waste Management? Two Canadians Monday qualified for the Waste Management. Phoenix Open. Hit us up at Golf Talk Canada with the answer. And what season of Golf Talk Canada we just kicked off this morning. Those are your three trivia questions. What season just kicked off? What two Canadians qualified for the Waste Management? And who are the two two-time winners already on the PGA Tour? We're going to give away three lucky winners. We'll draw from the correct answers on Monday and give away 12 tickets in total to the Toronto Golf Show. All right, guys, let's do some leaderboard updates from the world of golf. Bob, let's start with you. Let's hit up that uh, European. All right, that uh, very contentious tournament being played in Saudi Arabia, the Saudi International. Uh, Lee Tong Lee made four eagles in his (laughs) round today. Four (laughs) eagles, three of them on par fours. Uh, to shoot 62, he is now tied for the lead at 16 under par with Dustin Johnson, who had a 65 today. Tom Lewis, English golfer, is uh, at 11 under, so it looks like it could be a two-horse race if they get going. Alexander Levy and Ryan Fox are at 9 under. On the Web.com Tour, the Country Club to Bogota Championship. American Chris Baker, your 36-hole leader at 10 under par. Canadian Ryan Yip is uh, tied for 8th. He has four shots uh, off the lead, and it looks like he was actually no. Brad Fritch also made the cut. He is on the golf course. He's one over through six holes in his third round. And the PGA Tour is at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. TPC Scottsdale. Ricky Fowler has the lead at 13 under par, playing along his roommate this week and good buddy Justin Thomas in that final group. 12 under, one off the pace. Two at 11. Brandon Grace and Trey Mullenix. Matt Kuchar and Cameron Smith at 10 under par. Good play from David Hearn and Adam Hadwin this week as well on the PGA Tour. Also should mention again that this is Johnny Miller's last broadcast Mm -hmm. for NBC Sports. So uh, farewell to Johnny and a hell of a career with some pretty iconic moments. Whether you love him or hate him, he certainly never left the landscape over the last 30 years. He was uh, front and center. Also, guys, big game tomorrow. It's the Super Bowl. Uh, Any predictions? I got a prediction for you. I think the GOAT wins. I think Brady grabs his sixth Super Bowl mm-hmm. in a close game. And I believe in karma and energy. I think, you know, good things happen to good people, generally speaking, and that the universe is watching. 
And I think the guy that got away, I think his name's Robbie Coleman, the the guy who got away with the pass interference call against the Saints, with which maybe the worst call I've ever seen. Oh, he's going to be the goat of the game. And like then the he ca- and then he called out after he got away with it. Instead of keeping a low profile, he called out Tom Brady. He said he wasn't the quarterback. He used to be. He's pretty much an old man. So after he gets away with that, so he's got a lot of negative energy hanging around him. I think. He gets burnt, and he gets burnt late in the game and causes the Rams the the, the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if it's going to be like maybe they throw a flag on him or maybe he gets burnt and he gets picked off in, in, in bad coverage, but somehow he factors in on blowing it for L.A., Late in the game, I also mm. don't like franchises that move nine hundred times in their. Uh, it's a pretty specific. History. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can I feel it who's going to win. I can yeah. feel it coming. Yeah. Okay, patch late. Pots late because this guy finally gets what he you deserves. Should really it should be, should be Saints. Uh, you can go out on a limb and say that your 49ers are not going to win the Super Bowl. Can, mm, your Raiders don't look so good either <laughs> on, their move, on their move to Vegas. Just anything, guys? You got a winner? Uh, I've, I'm going the Patriots. I mean, I've got a cousin who's a diehard Patriots fan, right. so. I, I'm going with them, and Brady's going to win number six. Yeah. I'm going Argos. I think yeah. they can pull Argos. Argos. Yeah. Argos versus Raiders. Rejuvenated. Yep. Yeah. Argos. Rejuvenated this year. <laughs> Argos I'm going. Uh, I'm going for uh, whoever. I, I'm just going to go and eat. <laughs> hope, hope your square comes in. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm, I'm making nachos, so Ooh, I'm going to be over. You guys first. are welcome. Yeah. Before we cl- uh, quickly wrap up the show, you know, so I've been doing fantasy and betting now each week. Yes. Right. Yes. I nailed two or three the first week. This week I need some help. Oh. This week I need a big, big Saturday from Rom. And uh, Matsuyama, if I'm going to keep my streak alive, of staying on the on the winning uh, side of the percentage here. So, but uh, as long as you're doing it smart, where you don't need to have the winner, you just need fo- top fives yep. or top tens. Yep. Yeah, you can do quite well in golf. Sticking with the horses it's, for courses. It's tough to pick a, a horse out of 144. Yeah, for yeah. the win, Field, for right? sure. Yeah, but if you're going, I'm betting top tens this week. Last okay. week I bet top fives, and I got two or three on the top fives. This week I'm betting top tens, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking good right now. But I have a chance with Ram and Matsuyama if they have a big Saturday. My third pick, a Taylor Gooch. Missed the cut coming off back-to-back time. That's not good. That's not good. Well, and and one thing, uh, we mentioned Ricky Fowler earlier. He's our leader um, and and how he's using the new TaylorMade TB5X golf ball. And he was quoted as saying, I'm getting five more yards with my eight eight iron, eight more or so with my six to four, and carrying my driver ten extra yards. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, who wouldn't want that? Why wouldn't you do it? So... That's going to be a fun year, guys. Thanks, as always. Missed you both. Glad to get back on Saturday mornings. Uh, Bob is here next week. I'll be calling in uh, for my PGA Tour radio duties, and we'll have more coverage of the Toronto Golf Show. And then the following week, uh, I'll also be calling in from Los Angeles. I'll be live on the ground at Riviera. Bob and Adam in these chairs. Uh, And then the flip scripts. Bob is away, and it's uh, Adam and I. So the first couple of months of GTC, (laughs) it's a revolving door, but then things settle down (laughs) as we get close to the big one. Augusta only only weeks away, so I'm sure it's like 67 be days away. I'm not that. counting or anything. But. Thanks so much, boys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, first good decision in the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.